0: Hi, welcome to Broadway Assembly Church Podcast. We are excited for you to be joining us today. If you want to get a notification of the most recent uploads, please subscribe to our podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. But a good portion were eyewitnesses. They had seen miracles that he performed. They not just heard They had seen, saying, Blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees, God bless those Pharisees, from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. We don't need this kind of nonsense. But he, Jesus, answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. If these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. The point being, a worthy God is going to get praise some way, somehow. If you don't want to be one that praises him, that's your option. But I don't want a rock to cry out in my place. I want to give him the praise due to his name. Turn to your neighbor and say, please pardon my praise. Please pardon my praise. Let's praise him for a moment, can we? Father, we love you. Thank you that you are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. Thank you for the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the folks that's gathered here today, and they are eyewitnesses. They've seen you at work in their homes, in their lives. And Lord, we gather here today just to lift a volume of praise and say thank you. To one that is so deserving. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give him a hand clap of praise. Give him a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. You can be seated. Praise the name of the Lord. Appreciate the worship. Appreciate the singing. Luke, the gospel writer, transports us back in time to this last week of The earthly ministry of our Lord and uh, in a sense I think we could say what a week it was what a week it was because uh, one writer I was reading after set the stage for this event I'm gonna quote him it's early in the final week of Christ's earthly life the props and the players for Friday's drama are in position six inch spikes are in a bin somewhere a crossbeam leans against a wall in a carpenter shop. Thorny vines are wrapped around a trellis, awaiting the weaving of a soldier's hands. The participants are nearing the stage. Pilate is concerned at the number of Passover pilgrims. Religious priests like Caiaphas are restless over an unpredictable Nazarene. Judas views his master with evasive eyes. Uh, centurion is available awaiting the next wave of crucifixions all the players and all the props are ready only this is no play this is a divine plan a plan that began before adam felt heaven's breath and now all heaven waits and watches all eyes are on one figure the nazarene commonly clad Uncommonly focused. Leaving Jericho and walking toward Jerusalem, he's on a journey, his final journey. Even the angels seem silent. They know that this is no ordinary walk. They know this is no ordinary week. For hinged on this week is the door of eternity. And when a man knows the end is near, only the important surfaces, the trivial. Is bypassed the unnecessary is overlooked that which is vital remains he knew the end was near he knew the finality of Friday he read the last chapter before it was written and heard the final chorus before it was even sung and as a result the critical was filtered from the casual and each step calculated and every act premeditated knowing he had just one week with his disciples what did jesus tell them knowing it would be his last time in the temple how would he act aware that the last sand was slipping through the hourglass let's enter the scene and feel his passion this event has become one of the most uh, captivating events of the life of Christ. Uh, We find the record that we read uh, recorded by all four of the gospel writers. All four bringing something unique, I guess you could say, and distinct to the retelling of this occurrence. It seems in our text that the people had chosen one of three positions on Christ, either viewed him as the Lord the promised Messiah and Savior and that takes in a large group that we read about they were eyewitnesses they had seen his miracles uh, then there was some mixed into that crowd that viewed him kind of indifferently uh, they just kind of shrugged their shoulders they just happened to be uh, in Jerusalem and in the streets at that time uh, and so they could take it or leave it Um, and then there's those that viewed him uh, like the pharisees did uh, as an enemy an enemy of their organized religious system and as this week began christ comes riding upon a colt into the city crowds uh, had heard that he was coming word spread like wildfire they didn't even have text right Instagram the supporters of Christ those who truly believed in him had gathered to welcome him we know the story palm branches in their hands they waved them Uh, no doubt several of them straining to be able to view him as he tries and comes closer they they take their outer cloaks off and throw it in on the ground so the colt can ride over you know as people begin to see him they raise their voices and begin to shout things like hosanna to the one who cometh in the name of the lord the shouting gets louder as the crowd gets bigger and when the pharisees and the religious leaders hear, hear all this commotion I think they begin to rush out into the streets to see what it's all about and wonder what is all this commotion? What is all this praise, right? When's the last time the world looked at the church and said, what is all that noise about? Right? Well, they, told, they were told that Christ the Messiah was coming through the city, these religious leaders. We know we're basically appalled that the crowd was praising this uh, Nazarene. They even asked Christ to do what he could do to stop this. And of course, we know what Christ said. He said, if they don't praise me, the rocks are going to take their place. So we understand that Christ was just a few days away from the place uh, uh, called Calvary. And what he did in these days leading up to the cross is not just interesting, it's informative, it's inspiring. And most of all, it's important. What I want us to do today is consider this this moment of praise that took place when Christ entered the uh, Jerusalem uh, city, old city of Jerusalem. It was praise that. Uh, preempted uh, or was a prerequisite of the pain that was to come uh, about that Friday. But, uh, but you ask, what was all this praise about? And I just really felt that it's important we notice um, because a lot of folks will say, you know, it's this same crowd that a few days later was crying crucified. That's not necessarily totally true. Uh, there was no doubt some in this crowd that could be in that crucify crowd. But these folks, uh, a lot of them, as far as Luke uh, has said and revealed, are ones that Christ actually healed. He actually, you know, uh, I know some people likely just got caught up in the atmosphere And as a few of the people began to shout, others joined in. And those less prone to uh, emotional outbursts may have, you know, been silent for a while and not really understanding what went on. And but yet then they begin to ask and they begin to become informed. And then they got caught up in the inspiration of the event. And at first some, you know, uh, how many know we've got introverts? We've got extroverts. And introverted individuals, uh, you know, they offer the gentle hallelujah or hosanna. Uh, But, uh, you know, they've got all these reservations. uh, But uh, I believe after a while in this crowd, even the introverts become extroverts. As they released all their reservations, it says, and began to shout loudly. And sadly, there are some people who who want to put uh, a lid on our expressions of praise. Uh, The Pharisees certainly did try to do that in the text, especially if they feel that it's just a a crowd reaction. But, you know, I would differ with anyone who feels that way, though crowd reactions can lead to some very awful things. We have seen that. Uh, But crowd reactions that simply lead to joy... Seem hardly damaging to anyone. Uh, in fact, a crowd reaction to Christ might just be what's needed. And if I can explain, I can imagine the Pharisees and the religious leaders coming to see what was causing such a an uproar as Christ rode through Jerusalem, and they pressed their way into the crowd. Maybe a little boy. Uh, is is there and he's he's just ecstatic he's jumping up and down and he's shouting his praise and and they they nudge him aside what's going on here why are you shouting young man at the top of your lungs and and i can hear that little boy say hey mister uh don't you know jesus is coming he's coming into jerusalem and they look at the little boy and he's like so what Uh, well you see sir I was a little boy I went to see Jesus teach one day mom had packed a small lunch of fish and a few barley loaves for me to eat for lunch but come to find out the entire crowd was uh, grown to over 5,000 people and they didn't have any lunch They didn't have any food. And and one of the disciples asked for my lunch, and I said, sure. I gave it to him. And, Mr., Jesus took my little lunch and fed 5,000 people. And we had 12 baskets left over. Mr., I can't help but praise Jesus. Because that just generally doesn't happen, at least at my house. Praise God. See, these were eyewitnesses. I can see the anger rise up in those uh, pharisees as they shove the boy aside and 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 they continue to work their way through the crowd people still waving palm branches get out of my way they say you know this shouting needs to stop and uh, but listen not much of a chance of that happening because you see here's another man they bump into that was possessed by a legion of demons tormented day and night scripture says people took, he begins, I think he probably testified to that Pharisee or two, maybe uh, saying this, and they took me out into the tombs and chained me, but I broke the chains, I cut myself, but look, here's my scars, and and, and boy, they're like, okay, you're a nut, we're going to get back away from you, but he says, you don't need to fear me now, because Jesus came along one day, and he told the demons to flee. And, sir, in a moment, I was changed. I was transformed. I was set free. And so, listen, I'm not going to stop shouting his praises because you don't know what I had to live with until I was delivered. Now I feel like I can raise my hands. And <clears throat> the leaders keep coming Down the street, imagine talking to a woman. Lady, you have no business out here. You're acting foolish. You're waving palm branches. But she says, wait a minute. Let me tell you my story. I had this issue of blood not for one or five years. I had it for 12 years. I was quarantined. You think COVID quarantine was bad. I was quarantined for 12 years. But one day, oh, what a glorious day. I ventured out, and I saw Jesus in passing by. And in one leap of faith, I reached out and touched the hem of his garment. And with tears streaming down her face, imagine her say, I was made whole at that very moment. I was healed completely. I wasn't just healed in my body. I was forgiven of my sin. Listen, you won't be able to stop these praises, Mr. Pharisee. Oh, angry at the mention of of Christ forgiven sins because the Pharisees, that really upset them because no man was supposed to be able to forgive sins. But listen... Another another one says, "Do you remember me? Uh, I was blind, Bartimaeus, uh, until Jesus healed me. Not only uh, my feeble eyes started to see, but now I know who the real Messiah is. And folks, Jesus is worthy of my praise because He forgave me, He healed me. Now I am totally made whole. And with that blind, uh, with that Bartimaeus who's no longer blind, turns around and just begins to rejoice and glory." God? Listen, that would have probably been the last straw for the religious leaders. They push through the crowd. They find Christ on the colt. He's surrounded by adoring worshipers, and they simply say, stop this. This is sacrilege. But I think Jesus had a sense of humor. I picture he just kind of smiles at the Pharisees. Hmm? And just says winks at him and says listen if these guys don't praise me these rocks along this path is going to cry out and with that the cult just moves forward and the crowd just continues to let the anthem ring why they have seen the son of god their lives have been changed listen they're never going to be the same Praise God. And the praises of Christ will never cease in their lives, not from them, not from millions. Why? Because we've been transformed. Newsflash, we can't praise him properly unless we know what we have been saved from. Why have so many lost their worship? Why have so many lost their praise? What makes us so serene when we're in his presence? I want to share with you four things real quick and we'll close. Four things that will help us lose our praise. Number one is a forgotten past. By that I mean, don't forget where you came from. Many of us have forgotten where we come from. Who we were, where we were headed when we found the Lord. Don't forget your past in that sense. We lose our praise when we forget where He brought us from. The psalmist was wanting to not forget the past when he said, He lifted me up out of the deep, miry clay, He set my feet upon a rock. Praise God. He snatched me from danger. He placed me in the refuge of his arms. He saved me from double death in this life and in the life to come. He forgave all my iniquities. He took all my guilt upon himself at the cross. Shame on us if we forget our past and how he set us free. Somebody ought to say, thank you, Lord. I'm not who I used to be. forgotten past, a forgotten presence, forgotten past, a forgotten present. You know, when the Ark uh, of the Covenant was being brought back to Jerusalem in the Old Testament, King David, the Bible says he shouted, he had a little Pentecostal fit. He didn't care what anybody thought about him. Uh, He was not uh, too dignified to, to shout tears of joy, why was he so willing to praise the Lord without reservation, even though he was a royal? It's simple. He knew God's presence was coming closer than it had been in a very, very long time, right? Forgotten past, a forgotten presence. May we never forget, church, that the presence of Christ is with us every time we meet in this sanctuary. Do you realize that? The presence of Christ is here today. Some of you are sleeping and don't realize it, but he never lets us assemble without feeling his presence. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He meets with us when we worship. He goes with us when we serve Him. That's His promise. Don't forget it. Let us never lose a heart filled with a a, a, a shout of joy about his presence because in Jerusalem that day, the people were not excited about some stale religious system. They were excited about the Lord of heaven being in their presence. And the people were worshiping because not just the temple, the builder of the temple was there with them, the one who in just a matter of days was going to rip and tear the veil and the temple in two so that they could walk boldly into the very presence of God. They were lifting up praises because they were in the presence of majesty. If you don't realize that as a believer you are in the presence of Christ here today, then there will be no shout in your heart. There will be no tear in your eye. There will be no Excitement in your spirit. But if you realize Christ is here today. This service will not be just a dead religious activity. You'll know there's something different about Broadway Assembly. Why? Because his presence changes everything. All the difficulties we have before him all the trials diminish in his glow all the worries dissolve in his glory why because he's here and i said i will praise his name forever i don't ever want to forget his presence forgotten past forgotten presence how about this one forgotten power When Joshua and the people of God marched around Jericho on the seventh day, they simply shouted and the walls came down just to shouts what it took. It was God's way of gaining victory. How many know God still occupies the praises of His people? Perhaps the walls of defiance and indifference to Christ are so strong against some today. Why? Because they've lost their praise. Listen, it's not because God's power is diminished. He is the same yesterday today and forever if we his people were to let our joyful praises ring perhaps the enemies of our soul would tremble and fall before him just like the walls of Jericho came down why because there is power in the proclaimed verbal name of Jesus somebody say Jesus oh hallelujah in this very room today there is power to save because he never lost his power to save since he Will never lose his power. Let's resolve to never lose our praise. Hallelujah. Somebody right where you're at, praise him Right, right where you're at. Go ahead, give him some praise. Oh, I feel the hallelujah. Glory to God. I feel the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Glory to God. The forgotten past, the forgotten present. The forgotten power, finally the forgotten prospect, the forgotten prospects. If you don't care much for vigorous praise, you're going to be uncomfortable in heaven. Let me just tell you that right now. We've been going through on Wednesdays for the last 45 weeks the book of Revelation. In Revelation 4 and 5, what a praise service we saw. We see the throne room. We see the bowing elders and the saints. We hear them saying, worthy. Worthy is the Lamb. We note that there is no restraint. There is no reduction to the cries of praise from the redeemed. And ask John the Revelator how many he saw shouting and singing and praising the Lamb that day. And his answer is this. 10,000 times 10,000. And thousands of thousands Oh, you ain't going to be able to count that far. When you get that many Pentecostals in one place, you're going to have a... And then I'll just let you know, there'll be no noise canceling headphones in heaven. Hmm? The heavenly walls are going to begin to shake. With the sound of praise, those gates of pearl will tremble on their hinges. Streets of gold are going to shudder with the joy of the saints of God. Listen, perhaps our worship is not more joyful in this day because we have forgotten what awaits us on that day when we get in the presence of the wonderful Lord when we see the one who died for us who rose for us uh, in anticipation of all he has done oh listen friend uh, i don't want to forget uh, i don't want to forget i plan to be with that number around the throne in the throne room some people point out that the crowd that praised Jesus on that day was the same that was there at the crucifixion listen friends i don't know about all that but i do know this uh, I want to stand I want to stand around the throne and I want to worship him and I want to worship him unhindered without reserve why because this body can't worship him like that body is over there we're limited we're restrained but listen friends God forgave us so much he's going to take us over there we're going to see him face to face that's enough don't forget about it this is not not all there is, uh, some quiet services, uh, some people sitting in their pews uh, Sunday after Sunday. It ain't always going to be that way. <laughs> mm. So the Lord forgive us for mumbling through our prayers, humming through our hymns, yawning through our sermons, checking out our watches during the invitation. May God help us realize how blessed we are. Huh? So don't be ashamed to shout some praise to Christ this morning. Jesus will not be ashamed to shout for us. Jesus will call us from the grave with a shout. The Bible says, just like he did Lazarus, he said, forth i am sure that this is the shout that we're going to be glad to hear also we will come and he will come for us it says with the shout of the archangel and the trump of god listen friends if you'll be faithful to praise him you'll be able to shout for him you all understand that some folks are given to displays of just just calm behavior and that's fine that's perfectly fine many of us will find our worship leaning more towards weeping and crying than shouting and that's that's fine that's great but whatever you do and however you do it just be sure to engage and say my soul doth magnify the Lord and I exalt his name listen friends why because I've met the master and he's been with me and he's Kept me and He's blessed me. I don't ever want to forget that. Let's stand together. I'm gonna to close. Uh, has He, has He changed your life? Has He forgiven just even one sin? I don't know about you, but He's forgiven multiple sins, right? And let me just say this: if if you don't have your sins under the blood this morning. You can. Palm Sunday is a day of praise. And it could be a, a day of praise for you even greater when you leave this service with your sins under the blood. Hallelujah. In true repentance. Listen, friends, he's passing by just like he did in the text. He's passing through the streets of old Jerusalem. Listen, if not today, listen, when are you going to praise him? When are you going to touch the hem of his garment? He's the Savior. Every soul needs Jesus. Every soul needs Jesus. So let us come and worship him. Let us worship Christ the Lord. Right where you're at. Would you slip up a hand? Would you just give a little voice of praise? Give him some Palm Sunday praise. Somebody beside you say, listen, just pardon my praise for a few moments. Read... I'm joining this redeemed crowd. I'm letting Christ know, I didn't forget what you did for me. Oh, hallelujah. I feel like somebody needs to activate a little praise in your spirit this morning. Activate a little praise in your heart and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm trusting you. These altars are open. Why don't you just slip out and come and worship him? Come and worship him. Say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done for me. May I never forget. Oh, hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh, I worship you, Jesus. That's it. That's it. Worship him, church. I want to give you glory. I want to give you worship.